This is a wee bit of everything. The podcast that explores all things sport and teaching. Hello there and welcome to the A Wee Bit of Everything podcast with your hosts Lewis and Clark. Thanks for coming back to tune in to this week's episode. We really are amazed by all the support we have received from everyone so far. Our partner of the podcast is Premiership Experience who have played a big role in helping us develop. Premiership Experience offer fantastic sports tours within the UK and abroad so be sure to check them out on Twitter at Prem Experience. This is a professional learning platform where we get ideas and insights from like-minded professionals. Our vision is to inspire, to teach and to entertain. So let's get started with this week's episode of A Wee Bit of Everything. Hello everybody and welcome back to this week's episode of A Wee Bit of Everything. We're joined this week on the interview panel with our new apprentice, Matthew Gallagher, as we aim to keep the content as fresh as possible for the listeners. I'm only joking, mate. It's great to have you on with us tonight. Um, How's your day been? You looking forward I, to that? Not bad at all. It's just just nerves the whole time, you know, Lewis. It's just that is it, if you want a big match tonight, you're not going to concentrate my classes or anything. Just let them I on. just think about it. <laughs> just oh, think. mate, you, you'll do fine. If it's anything like the last podcast when you were on, you'll be absolutely smashing. So looking forward to getting this one started. Clark, do you want to tell the listeners a wee bit about what our kind of thoughts and um, that are our aims for the podcast going forward? Yeah, just before I do that, welcome to the party, Mr. Uh, Matthew Ryan Gallagher. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Thank you for having me. It's been a long while since I've seen you, all those few, few hours ago. <laughs> I missed you. All right, so as Lewis says, we've got a different, a different model with the podcast moving forward. So it's called Perspective. We're looking to get the perspectives of PE teachers, past and present. Um, on this case tonight, it's uh, past. Jim Smart's joining us with 38 years' experience. So I'm sure we'll tap into his thoughts and um, ideas around PE. Um, in terms of curriculum, extracurricular stuff, um, sure we'll touch on teaching and learning as well, and then a wee bit about assessment because one of performances are coming up soon, and um, I'm sure that will be kind of on everyone's mind. So yeah, we'll we'll, um, we'll get we'll get started then. What do you think, boys? Sounds good, mate. Looking forward to that. Get it kicked off. Hi, Jim. Um, welcome to the wee bit of Riverton podcast. This is a sort of new way of doing things. Um, it's called Perspective. So we're looking to get your perspective on. Uh, PE over the years of your kind of 38 years teaching so welcome to the show yeah thanks very much thanks for having me guys yeah I know we've been kind of back and forth with the females over the last few months so it's been good to finally get you on so thanks very much for your time tonight um a bit of boy can you beat it what's that <laughs> a bit of boy bonding it's hard to beat that's it <laughs> definitely is <laughs> um so just before we move into the, the kind of first question um well, sorry, Matthew's question. Can I talk a bit um, kind of what you've learned over the years uh, from teaching and kind of what's changed? Would you ever be able to give us like a, a kind of brief rundown of your career to date? Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Uh, so basically, I, I've been interested in sport since I was, you know, I was able to walk and run. Uh, but my real love of sport started at Cumnock Academy when I went to secondary school. And I was heavily involved with uh, football as a boy. And then I got the basketball bug uh, in Covenant because it, it was like a, a basketball factory in those days. Uh, there's lots of people who had expertise in, in basketball. So I became 
uh, I fell in love with the game of basketball, basically, and uh, I was I was quite good at it. I was a point guard, you know, so I'm quite small, five nine and a half. Uh, so point guard, uh, kind of running the show. It was it was a great position to play. Uh, quickly get into winning winning local cups, winning Scottish cups. Uh, won Scottish cup all the way through my career from 13s all the way to senior men's. Uh, and started playing. I got into the international team when I was 13, so I was I was captain of the oh, under Scotland team for two years in a row, which was quite unusual in those days. So Scottish schools, and one of the one of the highlights in my my sporting career was winning the British Championship at under 15 level. I mean, the captain of the Scotland team beating England at uh, the Magnum down in Irvine, uh, and and oh, it was. It was an amazing achievement. Just anything to do with beating England was was fantastic. <laughs> uh, you know, when you consider the amount of kids that they have got compared to the amount of kids we've got, so it, it's always it's always a big rivalry, as you know, in every sport. So winning the Scottish Cup, uh, sorry, winning the British Championship was was a major achievement. Uh, that was the second year uh, I played. Uh, so I played played basketball all the way through my my career right up until I was thirty uh, at every level. Uh, Scottish Senior Cup, playing all over Europe, played semi-professional with uh, Team Solwright when I was a young PE teacher. Uh, so basketball kind of encapsulated my, my whole my whole sporting career. Uh, just uh, just a point of interest, my, a, a couple of things again that I, that I kind of boast about. I don't boast about them, but I, I'm being pretty honest, you know. So my free throw record was 144 without a miss. Uh, obviously, that was that was a major achievement. Uh, 144 uh, without a miss. Yeah, free throws. Aye. So it was uh, it was quite a. Glasses, quite, I, I, I did it in front of all, the, all my pupils at, at Lock End, uh, who were in the basketball team. So it was it was shoot till you miss. So they had to miss part of their afternoon classes because I was still shooting on the free throw line. They, they refused to leave. Oh, so that so, wasn't uh, over the course yeah, of your season then. Like, no, no, it was in a row. It was just, just like consecutive a free, uh, just just getting the ball, getting the ball fed out to me till I till I, till I missed my hundred and forty fifth one. So it was it was quite an achievement. So you know, we'll come on to the the, the important sex curricula later on. But these guys that, that witnessed that and, and were there, I'm, I still keep in touch with through the powers of social media. We're still good friends. These guys are mid forties now. Some of them are grandparents. Uh, and, and we have a kind of regular annual meet meet up just to, to have a chat about uh, just catch up with life in general. So I made friends for life through through uh, former pupils at school, which is uh, which is a huge part of what I, what I believe in as as being a PE teacher. Uh, so you know basketball was huge when the family came along and I turned thirty and I got a wee bit slower. Uh, I don't know whether any of you guys are at that stage yet, but uh, you get there soon. Getting there. You do, you do, you do slow down when you get to twenty nine. They say is your your peak. So uh, slowed down a wee bit. Younger guys running past me. Took up golf, and golf's my main passion now in sports. So uh, play a lot of golf. Uh, scratch golfer. Uh, represented the my county, Renfrewshire in golf. Played Paisley. Played Crail, and. Uh, you know, just just always been involved in, in sport, you know, whether it be as a PE teacher or in school or outside school. So it's been, a, I've had a fantastic career and I've really enjoyed uh, what, what I've done and, and what I've been able to give to the, 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 the kids that I've taught, you know. 
That's brilliant. Uh, it seems to be like uh, basketball is quite popular then, kind of Ayrshire. Do you know Alan Turner? We had him on. Was he? What's going on? Yeah, Alan Turner. Alan Turner was was the coach at Cumnock when I, when I was there. I thought, uh, I thought it was at Cumnock. He was. He was. Uh, he taught in James Hamilton and in Kilmarnock, but right. he was a former pupil at Cumnock Academy. So it was guys like him that if they hadn't put in the time and the effort to, to create what they did through basketball, I probably wouldn't be sitting here with the the you know the experiences that I've had as a PE teacher and through sport. So I've got a lot to be thankful for. And, and I think the older you get, the more you realise how important the people are that, that, that put the time and effort into your life and give you that opportunity. So I'm eternally grateful. And every time I, I see them, I, I always remind them and, and thank them for uh, for giving me that opportunity and giving up their free time, uh, you know, outside school, weekends. It was just it's just an incredible uh, sacrifice that they gave, you know, to, to people like myself. Yeah, that's... Just shows you the impact that you're having at the time. I mean, when you look back on it, they were really important in, in your journey to becoming a PE teacher at the time. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you don't realise at the time when you're young and, and you, you just kind of take it for granted. But, you know, my experience of what I did at school, I, that was that was the main driving force of why I wanted to be a PE teacher, to give back and, and obviously teach sport to a high level, but take teams and, and, and get involved in extracurricular and, and see and develop good relationships with kids, which is, you know, not only is that important within the school, but uh, out with the school is, uh, you know, the kids see you as a real person and, and you can you can uh, build up really strong relationships and help kids who, uh, I mean, the schools I taught in were, were in Easter House, 20 years in Easter House, uh, and, and, you know, about 14 or 15 years in Drumchapel, two of the most deprived areas in the city, but the great communities, great great people, and the more you give, uh, the more they realise just, just uh, you know, that you actually care about the kids, and to me, uh, the word caring is the most important word that, 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 uh, that exists in the world of teach. Yeah, I think it just myself and uh, Matthew were at a, a trip the other day with S1 S4 girls and they were successful in the trip as well and kind of qualified to the next round, the football trip. See, even just the relationship in school now with those with those girls, I would say that's, you know, kind of made that, you know, improved it. Um, Almost overnight. Yeah. We sent some of those girls um, who we know come from, from difficult backgrounds and, and yeah. in the school. And just quickly, do you know, see how some of them change the attitude in class, the effort they're given, the way they talk, and it's just building that, as you say, it's the relationships are the bedrock of it all, really. Uh, you know, the foundation, the foundation of everything that, that that people do, and again, you guys are young, but as you get older, you realise that the, the building up of positive relationships creates so many uh, positive things in the world and life you know and and creating that opportunity for these kids and giving up your free time uh is, is just it's just an incredible uh you're in an incredible position as a PE teacher or as a teacher uh to, to to give that opportunity to the kids you know when I was when I was at school back in the halcyon days of, of extracurricular sport uh you know, mid seventies, early eighties, uh, when people didn't have PRD, CPD, and 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 all the working time agreement meetings and and, and all that kind of stuff. See a dog in the background here, by the way. Uh, and and then anything else in between. <laughs> people didn't. People had the time and they had the energy uh, to give to the kids. You know, because they weren't stressed out about. Uh, 
you know, meetings about meetings. I mean, the last school I was in, for example, we had 53 hours of timetabled working time agreement meetings. How are you supposed to, to, to give up more of your time for clubs when you're, you're so committed to, to your meetings within school? And that's a, that's a real gripe I have about, uh, about schools at the moment. We have working time agreements, but extracurricular seems to be, you know, oh, you want to do it, just do it over and above your, your meetings, you know? Uh, and I think it's it's a missed opportunity to, to, to allow not just PE people, but people in the school, mm-hmm. uh, a bit of freedom to, to allow them to take teams. I mean, back in the day, we had maths teachers taking football teams. We, we still probably do. But there was there was football, there was basketball, there was rugby, there was badminton, there was table tennis. It was because people had the time and the energy and, and realised the importance of, of, of giving that time to, to outside extracurricular work. And I think, I think we're, we're missing out on that opportunity because people are, are burnt out and don't and, and, and can't commit to doing stuff like that now. I don't know if it's like in your school, Lewis, but it's not the same. And I wouldn't say there's other people outside the departments that are taking extracurricular clubs, but I know that was something mm. that happened when I was at school. Maybe Pre, Pre-COVID, there was a lot of, like it used to be in my school, it was like a, yeah, I think it was a geography teacher and a, no, a history teacher and a maths teacher. They were always, like they ran the school football teams, like S1, um, I think I think they did it like S one through to S four um, up until the pandemic struck, and then um, can they put a hold on it? And then it's pretty much PE teachers now. Um, I, I, gym, think, I, I think there will be uh, other opportunities. I think other teachers do get involved with other sorts of extracurricular, and like lunchtime clubs and stuff like that. But yeah, like you say, predominantly as as PE teachers. Yeah. But I wonder what what that will take. Like if, like you say, um, do you think that will ever change or? in terms of this working time agreement and actually freeing up teachers to be able to put all their efforts and energy into the likes of teams and extracurricular clubs? I would like to think that, you know, the, the, the value, I mean, I, the problem is the decision makers, a lot of decision makers, I don't like brand every decision maker in a school, but a lot of decision makers don't know the, 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 the benefits that extracurricular mm-hmm give to, to kids and to people you know and part of your job is obviously to educate kids within the school curriculum but to make them good people and to give them positive relationships and and all the other benefits that come with it then there needs to be some kind of commitment by by your, mm-hmm. your senior managers and your leaders to to allowing some of your uh, working time agreement time to, to be given over to extracurricular clubs I mean it, it's just bizarre that people are, are don't have you know there's no recognition I mean you could walk past a class of uh, you know a, a homework class for example where someone's sitting getting paid uh, for, for taking six kids and you've just left 30 kids in the game so for doing basketball you okay. know and I'm not saying it's a, a monetary thing but I think there needs to be some, some more recognition of the importance of uh, what the benefits of extracurricular are. Mm. I think you're bang on, Jim, because I think, as you say, it's about fighting well-rounded individuals, isn't it? And if you look back at, I suppose, kicking for excellence in its founding principles, that was, that was kind of one of the big things, was making, making kids yeah. more, more than just kind of learners, you know, going beyond that. Um, and, and, you know, you know, you, you know the, 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 the benefits, you know, not just, you know, to the, to the, the, the person to, to make them a better human being, but it helps them in the school as well. I mean, it, it, it gives them a tie. I mean, some of those kids that I taught in Easter House in particular wouldn't have been in school if they hadn't had their basketball teams. And, you know, their behaviour before they started getting involved in that was, was pretty bad. But, but because I was there and I was taking them and, and they did they wanted to, to do well, 
you know, within sport, but also that, that carried over to the, the curriculum as well. And they started, you know, you know, towing the line in the school and behaving mm-hmm. themselves and even things. So there's a whole load of, you know, mm-hmm. benefits that come from, from extracurricular. And I think we're, I think we've kind of, we're, we're at the bottom of the well just now trying to expect people to do everything. You know, mm-hmm. you young guys, you know, you do hire, you do your, your certificate classes, uh, you do all your working time agreement meetings. And then, by the way, are really keen to, to take clubs. You know, it, you, you know, young people could probably get away with that, but it, you'll lose once you start a family and once you get a bit older. Uh, your priorities change, and we lose a lot of people who who, mm. who have love of sport because they just they just get too many other things that they need to be doing, and they don't have the energy to do it. I suppose if uh, you've got if you've got all your clubs and stuff like that running, say you're a like a teacher like like us three, um, kind of late twenties, and you're you've got like you say your certificated classes. BGE classes, like other classes that you've got in terms of like MPAs or whatever. And then it's just trying to make sure you're putting like without hindering the quality of your lessons and stuff like that because there's only so much time you've got to actually an effort because that's what I was saying tonight. Like I was in school, I had my club after school, then I'm literally driving home from five, so it's like an hour and a bit. I'm in dinner and then you've literally got a couple of hours before you need to go to your bed. So it's you're absolutely your mind's just constantly and you're expected to put in quality to actually plan and deliver these lessons to a really high standard as well, on top of everything else. So it's, it's uh, too, uh, I think we're too congested. I think I think you know, I, I think we're, we're we're you know we're tugging people in too many directions. I mean, you know, one of my theories is you know, and and you know, you guys are and you know in departments just now whether you can have people who who have the who don't have as many certificated classes but but are are willing to give up more more time for clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, getting you know, getting whole school involvement like what they did back back in my day with, with all sorts of departments, all sorts of teachers giving the time and effort to to, to clubs. That you know the, the difference that made to the school and the feel good factor and and just making people better better rounded human beings. Uh, to me, I think we're kind of spinning spinning out of control, and it, it's it's. I don't think we're getting the, the same quality of provision uh, for human beings as what we did previously. Because I think it's just you know too too many people are wrapped up in, in you know certification and and various other things. And and to me, uh, you know, I would love to go back to the days of the you know the, the when I was at school, and I think I think that formula was pretty good. Uh, and and I think that's what resulted in a lot of high quality performers, a lot of people getting that interest in, in you know in a sport that they could carry on to to their you know after school life, uh, and, and I think we're, we're we're missing an opportunity. And 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 you guys, uh, you know, you 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 listen to what I'm saying just now, and you'll all have your own opinions. But you know, sometimes having opinions in schools and taking these opinions that I've got back into school, you know. Sometimes it doesn't go down well, and mm-hmm. and and you know people, you know, if you're suggesting things about working time agreement and trying to, you know, justify your reasons, you know, you might be seen as a wee bit, of a, I don't know, a wee bit of a renegade, a wee bit of a, 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 so you've got to be, you've got to be very careful because uh, one of the things I wasn't good at was holding my tongue and and speaking my mind, and and you need to think through. The reasons why you you, you 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 say things, and always have justification for saying it. And you know, 
if I was being brutally honest, I fell out with quite a lot of people because of that opinion, but I don't regret it. I mean, mm -hmm. I'll stand by and justify what I'm saying to you guys just now to senior managers and people in schools at the moment, I think, are scared of, of venting their, or expressing their opinion in case, in case they upset senior managers because, you know, young people are looking for reports or looking for promotion. And, and the, the, the hierarchical system of, of running a school, to me, uh, doesn't lend itself to people with opinions. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, you've got to, you've got to tread warily on, on what, what, what you're doing and what you're saying. Uh, and if people, if you're speaking to people who don't understand the importance of what we are talking about, uh, and you keep banging that drum, then eventually the consequences will come your way. Mm -hmm. I, I completely agree. I, I love listening to you because I, I think it's really interesting the way you kind of talk about it and, and especially the kind of differences and, and how you see P now as it, it was before. That was kind of one of the questions I was going to ask you. I, I think it's important that first of all we all, we all hear that because I think extracurriculars massive. It has been for all of us, otherwise we wouldn't be in the job we're in. Um, and again, it is, you're speaking to senior management who perhaps aren't kind of weighting P as highly as they should, never mind extracurricular as highly as it should be. Um, but obviously you've, you're a lot more experienced than us. So what is the main differences you really see between P now and PE then, and is it the kind of uh, certificate stuff that's coming overly so? Do you think we should move away from that, or do you think yeah. is it? I mean, the main difference is to, 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 to when I was obviously at school, certification, certification and PE has become, uh, become you know, massive. Mm -hmm. uh, Personally, I think it's detracting from the subject. I mean, I don't think, you know, I don't think so. I think there's a place for it, but I think it's not the be all and end all of, of what we do in PE. What we do in PE, in my opinion, back in the day was we had a fantastic uh, curriculum to, to, to which everyone got high quality uh, education blocks of different, different blocks of work. Then out with that, you had the opportunity to join clubs uh, and to me, uh, I think I think that 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 kind of basic uh, grounding for, for for individuals is is you know it's hugely important. Uh, and I think sitting in a classroom again, controversial again, but you know, back all the way through my career, I've thought we're doing PE, and you say to kids, we're going to classroom today, and they look at you, you know, as if to say, what. We're doing PE, sir. We don't want to go to a classroom, do we? No, and you're right. Uh, you know, so there's a wee bit of me that says I think we need to prioritise more uh, what we do within the curriculum and what we offer outside the school. But as we said earlier on, what you can offer outside the school depends on how much energy and how how much uh, time you, uh, is available. So. Is she just on it? She just on on the kind of curriculum side. Of it, Jim, what, what was the assessment like back, like before the one-off performance? Like, was it more like a continual assessment? Assessments like, again. You know, I, I I think we overcomplicate the subject. You know, the the you know, assessments have become you know more and more uh, a focus. You guys all know you know exactly more about it than I do. I'm not. You know, I've always never a great. Uh, one, I'm old school, as you can probably hear, uh, and assessments were, you know, basically, you know, it ranged from your numbers to your ABC, you know, to your, you know, and, and telling kids how they can get better, you know, was obviously part of the process, but it's become, uh, you know, to me, PE's become more static than it should be. P 
PE to me shouldn't be a lot of time sitting about. It should be getting engaged, getting involved, uh, offering good drills, good good uh, progression, uh, and 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 really just being a, a more practical subject. Uh, but you know, exam results and exam lead tables and and all these things. Uh, to me, have detracted from 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 PE. I mean, I don't think we need to compete with your maths and English and all the other subjects. I think that the, the main problem is, you know, kids. If we look at the kids, and, and you know, just just from a, a wide perspective, they're sitting in a classroom ninety percent of the time. When they come to PE, there's a perfect chance for a release for the kids to come down and enjoy themselves and and no feel stressed about exams. To, to actually to enjoy sport and to get engaged in sport mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and the academic subjects, you know, let them be academic, you know, but, but for me, PE needs to be more practical and it needs to be more fun. There needs to be more element of choice in it because uh, one of the things I learned from, you know, those two or three people that, that, that stick in my mind in my career, uh, one of them was a, a, a girl called Katie Anderson, who you probably have heard about and know know all about. She's yep. she she was a faculty head. At, she came into Drum Chapel and she changed the whole ethos of the department and the school. And part of it was giving choice to kids, listening to kids, treating kids like real people, and and actually building up positive relationships. Uh, and she was fantastic at that. And she can uh, she can uh, you know she dug me out a hole in a wee bit. I was you know. Teaching careers, they, they're, they're, you're on a high at the beginning, the family come along, uh, your priorities change a wee bit, you become a wee bit older and, and you don't have the same time and focus on your job or rights curricular. And then you get through that stage and, and, and your kids grow up and you, you, you can get reinvigorated and that's what happened to me. I, I found a new lease of life uh, just with Katie's approach to... to making uh, positive relationships with kids and, and the banter and the, the, you know, the interaction that we had was, was amazing. Another guy that, that, that you've probably heard about is a, a guy called Alan Byrne. Uh, I talked beside Alan at Stonelaw. His son, Dale. Oh, is Derek? Uh, he's, uh, his son, Bill Park. But his dad was another amazing, very old school, practical guy who, who again, just just built up positive relationships with your most difficult kids and 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 got them on your side and and just just made things enjoyable at beginning school see when you're going into school and and you're feeling a bit stressed and you're feeling that you're no valued and you know you you, you feel as if you're you're, you're seeing your management team maybe don't appreciate what you're doing as you get older that starts to wear on you a wee bit when you're younger I think you can probably brush it off, but as you get older and you get more experienced, and you probably become a wee bit more truthful in, in, in saying what you, you, you feel, uh, that you can become a bit, of a, a bit of a thorn on the side. And the last thing you want is to be that. You just want to be respected and listened to, and you, you, you want to be valued. So mm -hmm. if you're going into school, no feeling that way, feeling, feeling you know, a bit uh, undervalued, it, it has a huge impact on your life. And and yeah. you know I've 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 experienced really ultimate highs in my career, and I've experienced really ultimate lows as well. Just by the people you work with, that's hugely important. Mm -hmm. You know, in schools, I, I would say were, were were horrendous at giving people praise. I mean, 
if you guys are sitting thinking, when was the last thing you said to somebody, that was really good, you did a great job there. I'm talking about staff around about you mm-hmm. and saying, you, that was an amazing, you know, that was brilliant the way you dealt with that. That was, and positive feedback mm-hmm. from staff, I think we all need to develop that and get better at it. And, and you know, totally. if, and if we can appreciate each other, and I think, I think that's a huge part of getting into a school and being happy because you feel, you feel as if you're doing a good job. And, and senior managers, again, uh, not all of them, but, but a lot of them, uh, they're, they're very poor at, at recognising uh, the good things that you do. You do 99 good things, and then the one, the one mistake you make, you're jumped on because you're, you are you. And, and, and to me, that's, that's the sad thing about teaching, that you don't get appreciated enough. Mm-hmm. I know that's only going to de- demoralise staff that happens, I suppose, isn't it? Um, I mean, there's nothing worse. If you want a, if you want to have a, a successful school, then you need to have a happy staff. You need to yeah. have people that feel appreciated and valued. So See, one of the things go on, you I go. said in my speech was, guys, you need to appreciate each other. You can, nobody's good at everything, but appreciate people for what they do and value them. And, and you know, don't, don't look for something negative, look for something positive. And, and the impacts and, and the benefits to that school, a happy staff, a happy school means happy kids. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of staff are undervalued. And I think, I think there's a lot of pressure on people and people make mistakes. I made mistakes every day. I put my hand up and said, I made a mistake. It's a difficult thing when people are just waiting for you to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether you've experienced that. Or not. See, see, like back um, in your earlier days of teaching, in fact, just through your whole career, Jim, see in terms of like extracurricular provisions for staff, how important do you think that is? Was that, were you ever involved in that sort of thing for kind of morale boosting? Um, activities almost like maybe like a volleyball club or fives after school or well, as a staff uh, yeah just staff only I just like staff only obviously to get to know each other and obviously can I like you say recognize I mean, each other and build those relationships the, the five asides and the, I mean it, you know the five asides and the you know you we currently have the inter-school volleyball which is going to die a wee death recently because of COVID yeah. but but back in the day, we had whole uh, authority PE meetings where all PE teachers would meet up for a day, chat, a bit of banter, a bit of fun. Uh, now, there, there doesn't, I mean, that provision isn't there anymore, you know, mm-hmm. but it had great benefits and not only the camaraderie and the, 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 the joy of meeting other people, other PE-minded people uh, brought a lot of benefits, but Everything's insulated now within a school, so you have your five asides for staff. Uh, you have your your once or twice a year your your inter staff volleyball uh, stuff like that. I mean, when, back in my day, we had the staff pupils basketball game, the staff pupils football, all the staff pupils stuff. And I think I think that's great, and it does lift the morale of the staff. But I think the day to day workings of a school, I think we need we need to appreciate people more. I just yeah. think there's too many people. Uh, in positions of power who who need to look at, I mean, we praise the kids. You praise a kid and you see their face, you see the smile, you see the appreciation. They're human beings, but so are teachers. Mm-hmm. Teachers the same, the same nurture as what pupils do. And, you know, as you get older, you know, being listened to and, and you know, being valued, uh, I think, you know, as you get older, you tend to, you, you, you start to feel 
maybe you're not appreciated, maybe you've lost touch a wee bit, maybe your computing skills are only that good, maybe that, but you've got a lot to offer. I mean, mm-hmm. you guys are listening to me just now, and, and you know, I'm more than willing to tell you about anything that, that I experienced in my, my career. You've heard a lot of it just now about, about all the benefits. Uh, but the most important thing to me is the, the relationships. You know, not just with staff, with kids and, and caring about kids. And actually, you know, when was the last time you said to a kid, I really care about you, I want you to do well. You know, just one-to-one, I really care, I'm, I'm here to help you. And you can, you can win over so many kids. I mean, you've probably seen me in social media, through my Facebook, through my Twitter, and of when I retired and, and all the, the, you know, I was overwhelmed by the amount of people, uh, former pupils, uh, especially who who thanked me and, and 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 gave me, you know, it just made me feel amazing that that I've that I've helped people in their life, and you are in that position. You're in a position to actually change lives, and uh, to me, that that is the most important thing that you need to remember. And and you don't realise it at the time, but you are there, and and those kids, if you're fair, if you're honest, if you care about them. You can make such a difference to, to, to people's lives, and 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 you know the the amount of gratitude I got. I still help kids with references, former pupils. I still help kids, former pupils who who have got personal issues, who are looking for a wee bit of advice. Uh, I'm I'm always available to help people, and I think that is a legacy that that I will leave mm-hmm. uh, with. That is just just the fact that that I care about people. I'm loving listening to you, Jim. I really am. This is a kind of young fan question, but I thought I'll jump in and ask it anyway. Um, because I think tap into the experience here. I think I love the way you're kind of talking about obviously it's all about relationships, because that's how I view everything. I've spoke to, to Clark and Blues about that before. I think it's life as well as, as school is kind of echoing what you've said. I'm really interested in the point you're talking about how, how we change our school, how we change um, the way we talk to each other, because I, I can't say I've only found, I know you have more experience than I the kind of criticism thing, but I have found you don't, you don't get praised very often. You don't, and I don't think that necessarily comes from a place of, of other folk, you know, being against you. For me personally, at this stage of my career, but maybe it's a case of they just they don't think to give you praise. So, so for us as, as kind of young teachers starting up and, and getting going with the careers, how would you like go about that? You're, you're changing that in a school. Do you know? Do you go up to approach someone? Do you try and a whole school initiative? How would you think for us? I know it's a it's a hard hard question because how do you change a whole school's attitude to something? Uh, and, uh, I, actually, it's quite straightforward. You know, within your department. You know the 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 you know even even if you, if you, your faculty head doesn't have a policy of uh, thanking and rewarding and, and praising, I think it's something that could be raised within the faculty or within the department. Yeah. But just you to a colleague or you to somebody else, if you see something that that's really good, you, you see somebody doing something at a meeting, you see somebody dealing nicely with a kid. You see, you know, there's, if you just take a step back and look, there's mm-hmm. so many good things that people do in a school building. Today. Mm-hmm. I will make mistakes, but if we were just praising people and just thanking people and just acknowledging that, that you know, that was amazing that you did, you know, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. You know, it's simple. I know because you, you could be having a tough day. As well. If you're extending that to, to, to you know, making a suggestion for your faculty head, what do you think about this? Do you agree with it? Do you like it? 
uh, and then them taking it forward to a faculty heads meeting and then creating a culture within the school of positive reinforcement for staff. You know, we all do it naturally with kids, but, but we don't do it with each other. It's, mm -hmm. it's bizarre that, 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 that a lot of the times, from my experience, you know, you go into a school and you're doing, as I said before, you're doing 99 fantastic things and then the one mistake you make, boom, yeah. there you go. There's, there's your thanks for that, you know? And, and, and I think it's, it's just something that needs to be created, uh, even within a faculty. But if it was within the school and, and people were doing that, I think, you know, it would help people's mental health. I think it would help, the, 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 you know, your mind and your well-being. It mm -hmm. would just make you feel as if you're getting in there and, and you're valued. Yeah. And, and to me, it, it's, it's poorly handled in schools. You guys, will, will, you know, you, you'll be sitting there thinking, oh, no, it's quite good in our school, not what's. And maybe it does. Maybe I've been a wee bit unlucky and it, it just didn't work. But I know the value of, of giving people praise, not just the kids, other staff, praise them. Say good, well, say nice things to people. Uh, as, as one of my old colleagues once said, if you've got nothing nice to say, then don't say it. You know what I mean? I know, I think, I think, I don't... Sorry, sorry, Pat, for cutting over it. I suppose when we're asking teachers to go above and beyond with extracurriculars, getting them on side and getting them, you know, motivated and feeling in a good place is exactly where we need them. And mm -hmm. if we ask them to do this and, and be successful for us, that's what we need. Um, yeah, I've said before, Matthew, you can't give from an empty cup. So, I, love I think, that. I think, <laughs> I think te teacher well-being is just as important as pupil well-being, as Jim said, and the, the better we feel and, and work, then the more motivated we're going to be to, be help, to helping the young people. You know, well, I'll, I'll promise you this just now. If you do anything good, Clark, tomorrow, I'll, I promise I'll, I'll, I'll praise you for it. You know, I'll need to look hard right enough, but I'll praise you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but on, honestly, the topic... Oh, just, just that, tomorrow, I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on on the, the topic of that, but something that I like that um, was one of my head teacher does every week, he sends, I think it's a nice touch, he just sends out a thank you email, just recognise staff. Like, every, every Friday, without fail, it's just a wee thank you email and just pinpoints some wee things that have happened during the week. Um, for people that have kind of gone over and above or just for recognising, like you say, Jim, for doing something good um, or dealing with something in a, in a good way. So I think that's just such a simple thing that you can get into definitely. habit of doing. But definitely um, doing it kind of in a face-to-face -face level and just thanking them for wee informal things or praising them for, like you say, doing something well in a class, if, you're, um, if you see it. Yeah. I, I, was, I, thought, it was, I thought it was quite strange that you tapped in 20 quid to get on the email on Friday. That was weird. <laughs> What's that? I, th I thought it was. I thought it was strange that you tapped on twenty quid to get an email on Friday. I know. It's been four years, and it's my first mention. <laughs> sorry, Jim, for cutting you off there. Were you, were That's alright. You going to say something? No, just saying that you know <clears throat> your faculty meetings or your your departmental meetings. Uh, Katie always said, you know, tell us something that that you've really enjoyed doing this week, and and you know people sharing positive experiences uh, to me to me is a good thing you know what did you what did you enjoy doing what what, what made you feel good uh, and, and other people you know chip in we say well I saw that that was really good and you know it, it just it just helps you it helps your 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 health and well-being it helps your mental health uh, and and you know you spend so much of your life in a school uh, that if it can be a positive experience and and, and a, you feel valued in, in in the school building then it, it, it makes your job so much easier than, yeah, than, than 
feeling feeling underwhelmed and feeling a bit stressed about things. And and we're you know people can some people can hide it better than others, uh, but but everybody has bad days and and everybody has you know has good days. I think I think uh, teachers you know the job they do and having to be a hundred percent from the minute you go in to the minute you leave the school. It has a huge impact on your, your your mental health and 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 your physical health, and from my experience, uh, if if you're getting up in the morning and you're looking forward to getting into your work, it makes you it makes you enjoy teaching and 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 enjoy what you're doing and and, and helping the kids more. So it, it, it's a huge benefit just just having that that kind of ethos in the school. Yeah, I think even this podcast like helps like chatting about stuff in schools and just different way and like obviously your experiences tonight's been brilliant. I absolutely love this chat. Well, so, I mean that, that helps as well. I think for us. I, I mean it does help, and it's good to to talk to to people you know who who are in the profession and 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 you know sound off uh, you know good things and and negative things. I mean, there's no point. That, I mean, it's, I think. I think it's difficult to be yourself in a lot of cases, uh, and, and and you know you, you tread warily. I mean, the hierarchical system in a in a school uh, creates, in my opinion, superiority and inferiority complexes from your head teacher down to your unpromoted staff, and you know people who 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 want to get promoted and who want to to, to play the game, play the games maybe a bit harsh, but. You, you, you can't afford to say things that are controversial. You can't afford to step in the direction that other people want you to go in. You know, even trying to justify that, it, it can it can be a stumbling block, uh, and and that's that's maybe why I was never really promoted. <laughs> uh, you know, and I don't regret that one bit because I think. The most impact you can have as as a teacher as an unpromoted teacher because that's who you you get contact with the wains all the time. Uh, and, and, and I think I think that to me, my wife will disagree. She she was a head teacher, but the most difficult job in the school is uh, as being an unpromoted member of staff. And I was an unpromoted member of staff for thirty eight years, although I did have a senior teacher's post, which kind of kind of you know gave me a wee bit of recognition, but. You know, I always felt that that I was a teacher, and I never ever wanted to be anything else. I just, I just loved the engagement with the kids and, and giving the kids, you know, the opportunity to to, to enjoy sport. It's, uh, it's it's interesting. Quite sad, yeah. not that not sad, but you know, frustrating in a way because it's what people you want with with opinions that they've thought about and uh, you know are passionate about. Those folks shouldn't be kind of a not consider for promotion, do you know, Jim, you've clearly thought about these opinions in a well-informed way. Well, do you know what I mean? But I, I, I think in terms of playing, I don't mean by playing the game, but you don't want everybody to be singing off, you know, the, the same lines over and over again either. Sometimes it's good to have a challenge in there, somebody that's a bit different. Definitely. That's a negative either, do you know, and that's just know, I mean, the head teacher of that, I suppose. Yeah, I, I, you know, as you, as you grow older, you need to, if you're going to make a statement, then you need, you need to, you need to have, you know, you need to have a sound backing for that statement. You need to be able to justify it, and, and you know, you know that that you know you can justify it in your own mind, and you can justify it from your own experience. You know, we're talking about extracurricular around there, and and the working time agreement. I mean, I I tried to negotiate when I was EIS representative uh, to to negotiate part of the working time agreement time into extracurricular, and it was it was frowned upon. It was like 
no, but no, we, we can't do that. We've got all these meetings and we've got this to develop and we've got that to develop. And I'm sitting there going, you know, more importantly, and the benefits that the, the extracurricular can give to your kids in this school far outweigh sitting talking about, uh, you know, different different curriculum developments. Uh, and, and people just don't get it. Sometimes they don't get it. And you're banging your head against a brick wall. Uh, and, and you're seen as a, a bit of a, bit a troublemaker. And, and really the bottom line is all you want to do is give the kids an opportunity to, to be better people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Jim, just uh, can't believe I've not spoken about it. Uh, when you were talking about that new Lucy life, the the GBX videos on, on Twitter were absolutely comedy oh, gold. Love them, love them, Jim. Love them. <laughs> <laughs> so, the one, the one, the one where you paint you're not getting a dance. You're oh. definitely... <laughs> I was expecting that at the end to be dancing. That was the well, last question on the quick fire round. <laughs> I just tell you that uh, back in my day, back in my day before your time, but you'll remember John Travolta from Saturday Night Fever and all the, the disco dancing. So I was I was a disco dancer at the weekend. I went out and and, and danced. Uh, sometimes <laughs> had too much to drink and danced. But anyway, yeah, regardless right. of that. I, I always had a love of dance, and and uh, when I went to Drumchapel High, they've got so many talented dancers, mm-hmm. uh, and I was asked if I, you know, because the girls were struggling with their relationships with the girls, you know how it is, girls with girls sometimes can be a bit of a clash, uh, so they asked me if I would kind of oversee the dance program and, and get them to competitions and various things and get coaches in. I wasn't the coach, right? I'll point, I'll point that out right now. Uh, but they were amazing, and we went to we, we, the Glasgow City of Dance, uh, the Glasgow, uh, the City of Dance finals at the the Royal Concert Hall. I don't know whether any of you have ever been there, wow. but you qualify you qualify through heats, and then at the heats you go to the final, and and the hip hop dancing and 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 that it was just it was inspiring, and I found something that, that really made me happy. Right. Uh, What's your hip hop like? I have what's not bad, not bad. Uh, Coming on. It's, it's okay, actually, I, it's not bad. Oh, you've seen some of my dance moves. You know, the kind of swivel hips and that, you know, my hips still move quite, quite good. Oh, you're doing well. Doing well, painting at the same time. What was it they said? They, they, they hips don't lie. The hips don't lie. No, Elvis and Elvis. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I just, uh, I loved being part of that and, and helping, you know, those kids and watching the kids. I mean, some of the times they taught themselves uh, and obviously have dance backgrounds. And, and by the way, what they're doing over at Bannerman High School with the, 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 the dance school over there is unbelievable. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, I can't remember the girl's name over there, but uh, she does a fantastic job. And in fact, I think some of those kids are dancing at the Kings or the, the, the Royal Theatre, Theatre Royal this week, uh, as part of a, part of a dance uh, uh, programme. Uh, so... I, I love doing that, and it, it really did uh, inspire me to 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 go and watch. I mean, not only did I go and watch the boys playing football, and I still do that, uh, and the clubs and what have you. I still go along and support them. But I go to the the dance shows that the you know the, the, the girls you know invite me along, and I'll go and I'll go and support the dance shows. Uh, That's amazing. Netball matches. I think that see see giving that time up. Mm-hmm. Uh, out with your own time I can highly recommend that that, that shows that you care about the kids as well uh, going to watch them out with 
the 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 school curriculum, uh, like football, like dance, like uh, netball. If if you can just turn up and just just they just love you being there because it shows that you actually care about the wins. Mm-hmm. And I suppose then in turn when they come to class, they're going to be that it's just going to be positive. They're going to be working hard as well, and you see a difference in school. It makes a massive difference, you know. It has so many advantages outside the school and also in the school, uh, and it changes lives. Right. Mm-hmm. That's I. Uh, that kind of we've alluded quite a lot on um, your kind of thoughts on extracurricular, but I suppose I'll, I'll ask it anyway to see if you've got any anything else you want to add on it, Jim. So, what's your thoughts on extracurricular provision in schools currently, or kind of up until um, two thousand nineteen when you were still working in schools, and how how would you like it to look? If you had an ideal kind of perspective on it, I mean, I mean, ideally, uh, I, I would like to see more involvement and more engagement, not just from PE people. PE people, you can't, you can't just put uh, the, the the priority. Uh, you're a PE teacher, you should be taking teams under the current circumstances of the workload issues and the you know the additional meetings and what have you. So spreading it out, you know, amongst other staff. Uh, Getting other staff involved, but I think the whole, the whole, uh, the, the the whole educational system needs to be looked at to to, to prioritise uh, getting people involved. I think there will be it's sporadic. You know, I think some people will be involved depending on what school you're in. Uh, but you know, there was for years when I started at Drum Chapel, there was no clubs. I took a basketball club, and apart from that, there was nothing. And I think it's because because it's not prioritised and it's not seen as important apart from people who have done it like yourselves, like myself. And I think we need to look at things like the working time agreement, like making special provision out with the school day uh, to, for, for everybody to get an opportunity. You maybe get somebody in the school who, who used to play badminton and could take a badminton club, or you maybe have somebody who plays table tennis and take a table tennis club. But unless you throw the net out and try and find these people, then you know it, it'll just it'll just not happen. And there needs to be you know the bonding between the the, the people who are taking clubs and appreciation within within the school uh, for people who are willing to go above and beyond because the benefits are massive. And, and I think we're, you know, we're, we're selling ourselves short just now because people are burnt out. They don't have the time. They're too busy with other meetings. They're too busy, you know, with their school life. With our, with our, and, and I think, you know, latterly, I, I, you know, I, as my career went on, I, you know, stress was now a big thing when I started teaching. You know, because people went in and they had a, you know, they knew what they were doing. They, 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 they weren't getting pulled in every direction. They would teach. Uh, they wouldn't have all these meetings after school, but they would stay behind and maybe do a club because they had the time and the energy to do it. And stress levels, in, in my opinion, have grown over the years just because of the workload issues and because of what people are expected to do uh, in the school and with meetings outside the school. And, and and I think we need to look at staff's well-being and I think we need to look at workload and I think we need to look at doing things that staff enjoy doing after school rather than trying to horse, uh, trying to, uh, you know, shoehorn them into, into all these meetings, uh, you know, and you guys will know exactly what I'm talking about with the meetings because sometimes you're sitting there and going, this is just a waste of time. <laughs> it's just a complete and absolute shambles. 
we're sitting there and it might be because somebody has been asked to lead something because it's going to help them to get a promoted post. There we go, Mr. Controversial again. Uh, but, you know, the foundation is I think we're missing out and helping the young people because we're sitting at meetings about meetings. Let's, let's get back to actually prioritising the kids and giving them more of us instead mm -hmm. of the curriculum taking over everything. Yeah, I think you notice that a, ma a massive difference, but even like pre-pandemic and then when we weren't allowed to do any extracurricular clubs to, to having them all sort of back up and running in full swing now, it's, it, also, it almost gives like the, the pupils now like a sense of identity for the school, see the ones that don't right. feel a part of something and I think it's 100%. important because they just get lost in the school and that maybe wasn't the best turn of phrase, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, they don't really feel like a part of something, they don't really value like what the like being part of the school and stuff like that. So I think actually giving them that chance to represent um Aye, and be, give them something to be proud of almost. Uh, yeah. uh, listen, I mean it it gives them a massive sense of pride. Mm. And and the problem is uh, that we don't have enough people doing what you're talking about. And it's not it's not because of the people's fault. It's because it's because of the, the workload and because Aye. of the and and I think you know, we've lost the plot as far as, you know, if I go back and the perfect example that I've cited already is those Easter House kids. I took those Easter House kids from never having bounced a basketball in their life to winning Scottish Cups, to being Scottish internationals, to, to giving them a, a sense of pride in the boys for Easter House, you know, the, the, the Loch End Lakers, as we're called. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, these kids... You know, I don't, some of them, I don't know where they would have been. Honestly, they say that they're perfectly upfront about it. They say they'd have been in jail, they'd have been involved with gangs, they'd have been involved with drugs. And here they are, 45, 46 years old, telling me how much our relationship meant to them. Me and them changing lives uh, because I was willing to give up time and give up, give up me to actually, you know, almost be like a fatherly figure. And yeah. I, I think that, you know, especially in areas of deprivation, you know, you're sitting, you, you know, you're sitting talking about all these curriculum things at meetings after school and all the kids are away home and you think to yourself, you know, it does take a while to build up things like that. But I think we're missing a massive opportunity to make society a better place for young people just because we're prioritising, you know, meetings about meetings. And, and it's just, it, it, you know, it's just stressing people out. If that doesn't, doesn't sell you on PE teaching being the best job in the world, I don't know what will. Do you know what I mean? That's that's what it comes down to. No, no, that's it. That's it. We need Jim at the top. Love it. We need Jim at the top directing us and making it reality. Uh, it's all about relationships, guys. It's all about, you know, that that to me, uh, you know, that these relationships I've got with these kids is... is it, it's it's gold. It really is. It's 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 a creme de la creme of of my career. And I think in a lot of ways I've helped other people. Maybe not to the same extent, but my my philosophy has always been uh, to care about young people and to, to to help them. And and they know you can't kid kids on. They know whether you care about them or not. And and to me. Uh, you know that is the that is that is the most important part of your job, and you. I think as you get older, you 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 can see that it's maybe difficult when you're young, uh, but but certainly when you get older, uh, you 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 start to think about 
the differences you've made in people's lives. And as a teacher, you've got that opportunity to change lives mm-hmm. and, and to make people better people and just to give them. I mean, you talked there about, you know, seeing the kids and, and the sense of pride and they, they'll, they'll make they'll, they, that positive relationship that you're building up with those kids. That, that is, that could, I mean, that is massive. You know, that is just changing their lives. That's maybe, you're maybe the only person in, in their life that is making a difference and being positive with them and giving them positive feedback about being better at this and, and, and being part of a team. You know, their mental health and, and as young people and, and the, the, the physical benefits of, of that are massive. And, and I think, I just think we're, we're, we're all, we just don't prioritise it enough. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, listening in. Really thought-provoking and inspiring words there for Jim Smart. Thanks very much, Jim. That's us. Finished the first part of the episode. Um, right. Thanks very much, guys. Lewis is going to take you away with the quick right, yeah, you're, not, you're not getting away off, off that lately, Jim. I've got right. a, a wee final thing to finish <laughs> off with. But I think... Um, a I'm nice not dancing. What's that? I'm not, I'm not dancing. You can date off record then. There it is. Yes, here we go. We'll get... <laughs> Yeah. We'll, we'll put this one as a video one. We got it. We got it. <laughs> right, I think um, I need to finish it off then. I think, well, why don't we all take a question each for the quick fire? You got them there, Matthew? Aye. At the bottom of his document. You got I, it. I've got it. You, worry, boys. you got it. You got it in the post that's from your I'm laptop. I've got a couple of good teachers there. Uh, I mate, you, you've, aye, you've done well. Sa- no, he was sitting at lunchtime, Matt Lewis. He was sitting at lunchtime at Alton reading over this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Right then, Jim, final thing then, a wee quick fire round of three questions. So I'll ask the first one and get us started with it. So just kind of off the cuff answers. Number one, if you could have a giant billboard anywhere, what would it say on it? Uh, be kind. When you go Gallica. Can I argue with that? Love it. Uh, Jim, what, would, uh, what people or books would you say have the biggest influence or have had the biggest influence in your life? Oh, people, uh, I'm not a big book reader, but the people that have, that have made a big difference in my life uh, are, my, my coach back in the day was a guy called Tom Campbell, uh, made a massive difference in my life. Uh, Bob Brewer, who you probably, oh, Bob, Bob was my coach uh, when I played at Paisley, he made a massive difference. Uh, Katie Anderson, who I mentioned earlier on, has, has made a huge difference. Obviously, my parents back back in the day being been brought up in, in Sunny Cumnock uh, was made a huge difference to me. Uh, so so they they are the people that spring to mind or, you know, straight away. So Jim, given everything you've said tonight about uh, the profession, and obviously you've you've just retired in twenty nineteen, what, what advice would you give to a probationer right now, Jim? Or someone just starting out in a career? Yeah, well, I think, you know, if, if they've listened to the whole of this uh, conversation, uh, they'll know what's coming next. It's it's just care about your young people in front of you. Take time to, to listen to them, uh, care for them. Uh, and, and again, you know, just be kind and, and, and be as helpful. And, you know, even when you're not feeling great, the, the smile helps uh, mm-hmm. if you can, if you can just smile and and give them another chance. We all make mistakes, and and even the worst kids, if you give them enough chances, you win them over uh, because they'll they'll find out eventually that you care about them. And we have got some massive challenges in front of us. Some kids, 
from horrendous backgrounds, uh, but we need to we need to remember that that we are the ones that can make a difference in their life. Right. Thank you, John. Well, Jim, thanks so much for coming on tonight and giving up your time and making another very very valuable contr uh, contribution to the the podcast. I think that's as it. What episode's that? Eighty eight. Eighty something now, but that's the first episode of the, the, the perspective model, so thanks for well, being the first episode with that. I hope it's helped and, and, and you know, I think it's a, it's a kind of old school perspective I've given and, and you know, people of everybody's entitled to different opinions, you know, yeah. you know, some of you, you might be sitting agreeing with some of what I've said, maybe disagreeing with someone, but I think that's important, that's okay, it's okay mm -hmm. to disagree, it's okay to have different perspectives on, on the profession. Uh, I'm only giving you what I think would be the, the, the way forward or, or, you know, to get back to where we were and blah, blah. Uh, and I think I think there's there's a lot to offer. We're, 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 as a profession, we have so much to offer, but I think I think we're being drawn down the, the, the certification line and, and drawn into to meetings about meetings. Uh, and I think, I think, Maybe it'll swing back. Maybe maybe one day they say it comes a full circle. Uh, but I think if we want to be a nation that's proud of our sports people again, and we want to see our footballers doing well in years to come, and if we want, then we need to offer. We need to offer extracurricular. We need to offer a good curriculum in the school, uh, and we need to get more people involved in, in taking clubs. Yeah, well, I think we're going off here just to do a wee quick takeaway message uh, between the three of us. So. If you, if you want to, if you want to listen in, then you'll you'll hear our thoughts on the episode. But it's been absolutely brilliant speaking to you, Jim. And, uh... oh, awesome, thank you very much, guys. And I think what you're doing is is you know any way that you can get a message out there, uh, and you you know better about social media than, than I do. I mean, I don't know what your your audiences are like, but as soon as you put my name to it, your your, your numbers will grow. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, uh, what, is, what was it last week? Seven hundred in a week. Aye. Aye, they'll be turning around and saying. Uh, uh, we'll need to listen into what this all... This one, this will go viral. <laughs> this will say? go viral just like a GBX video. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, I, it's, uh, people tune in and think they're going to get a dance, but anyway. No, listen, uh, <laughs> I'm going uh, to... I'll, I'll log off now, but uh, keep in touch. And uh, if you need any, if you need any, if you need, well, if you need anything, give us a shout. Uh, and... Uh, Good luck in your careers, guys. I hope I hope he's 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 stick in and do well. And remember that that you're young and new. You'll be up the top. You know you'll be flying. Family, commitments, children. It'll be more difficult. I keep saying this to the young lasses that, that I work beside. Uh, and your priorities will change, but you'll swing back. So you can mm -hmm. do it. You go up. You go down. You go back up. It's uh, it's quite a journey. But uh, I think you strap, I think, it, strap in. Uh, yeah, strap <laughs> no, it. was a pleasure meeting, uh, meeting okay. you, Jim, getting a bit of chat. Thanks very much. Okay, yeah, boys. Jim, go, on, uh, Jim, go, and get, Jim's, uh, um, go and get Jim White on uh, Sky Sports News, see if there's any signings. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Aye, so tonight's episode with Jim Smart then, a lot of um, experience in PE over the years, obviously he's had a, a, a very successful career in the, the PE teaching world, 38 years, uh, worked in six different high schools, so what was your main sort of take home messages from, from Jim's outlook and his perspective on PE? One of his kick uh, us off, I don't mind too. I'll kick us off then and then we'll move on to Matthew, I would I would say a really thought provoking discussion tonight with, with Jim. Some really honest opinions on you know what PE should be like and how it could be better in terms of more extracurricular uh, focus on well, more focus on it uh, to drive the performance side of, of PE uh, for the young people and also just to kind of socialise, make new friends, and you know how that also helps them across the school, giving them that identity. And that mm. sense of pride and sense of belonging within the school. We've, we've all seen firsthand this last week how, how that can have an impact in a positive way, whether it's taking them to trips or whether it's taking a football team. Um, so I, having that focus is something that I think we could do more of, yeah. uh, definitely. definitely. Um, um, and also, when you spoke about the you know taking the time to care, like caring is everything and showing that you care is, is the fundamental thing. Yeah. I, I think... Something that really stood out for me, um, was a, a main highlight was I, I couldn't, I still kind of got over how he managed to get 144 free throws in the on the bounce. What was it you were saying, Clark Matthew? He get he get nine in a row, but he just couldn't get the tenth one home. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, he's coming on. That's one. It's No, it was it was actually eight, eight and a half. I think the <laughs> managed to do the. I think he done the ninth one through a Zoom call, like in lockdown. Like, the rim didn't have a net on it, so we couldn't tell if it went in or out. Uh, he bought it. Bought me portal basketball hoop and had it at the back and shot it in. <laughs> <laughs> no, all joking aside. Um, no, uh, I haven't seen. Uh, this is just a story. Broken. Uh, Burrow made one, but he showed he was calling it fifty-five. I don't know what that meant. I don't know if he was shooting. Sure <laughs> sure I don't know. Yeah, that's not close, but yeah. <laughs> Love it. Send on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> right, back on track, Matthew. Clark just kind of summed us up there nicely about his thoughts and um, opinions on on Jim's Jim's messages tonight. Matthew, what about yourself? What was your kind of thoughts on? I found, I found myself reflecting quite a lot, Lewis, to be honest, because I think sometimes when you're in the in the, the, the teaching bubble, sometimes you kind of you focus on certification, you focus on the nationals and the higher, which is rightly so. And I think that they've got massively they've got a place, in my own opinion. Um, I think they've helped PE, you know, legitimise itself, which you could argue that it needs to or not. Um, but it does, when Jim talks there about the old school style of things and, and you go back to the basics of when I was at school, and some of my best memories of teaching, it is going back to that kind of extracurricular stuff, enjoying themselves, the kids really getting a chance at sports, trying to try, try stuff out, really going back to that enjoyment level, getting a passion for the sport. Um, and extracurricular is a massive part of that for me and P. Um, I think it's, it's one of the basis of, of how we should work it. Um, I think Jim's opinions were, were really interesting, really mm-hmm. thoughtful about my own stuff, and you know, and, um, and how I feel about stuff and try to uh, reflect on that. And I think it's a conversation as we as a, a subject sometimes need to have, is that not going too far one way or the other, you know, not, not fully committing to, to one side or the other, remembering what, what, where we, we came from and where, why that was such a success in the first place. Um, yeah. We owe ourselves to have that kind of discussion and thought about. I know, I think we've got to remember, like, they're only there for four to six years. Yeah. Like, each individual. So, I think we really need to hammer that and make it's such a short time that they're there. You know, going and, and have life playing playing sports. I mean, it doesn't have to have to be a professional level, but you know, being being Aye. being part in clubs or sports or activities later on in life, which is really one of our, our main goals. Then, then that kind of fun element, that kind of extracurricular stuff, where they get that chance of belonging, that sense of mm-hmm. enjoyment, is surely surely 
Right. And hopefully they take it up after school. I, I was saying, I was saying to Lewis earlier, like, just before we come on, like period six, my badminton S two class mm-hmm. was see the stand the standard in terms of the the shot, the variety of the skill repertoire as as we call it, wasn't it a high standard, right? But I'll tell you what, they were having fun. I would say there were smiles and faces, Mister Callagher, and you know I'm big on that when they leave the, the gym hall, big smiles and faces. So I was thinking, like hopefully, Actually, like once you. You, it's your learning intention for every lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's much, it's much quicker. Put up just a wee smiley face. <laughs> He's only right much. What was it, Lewis? Lewis, what was your learning intention today? The one for uh, <laughs> the, you know, of National Five. Eleven, eleven Monday. What we doing at the end of the day? What was it that we were looking was at? Higher? No, it was National Five Monday. First two, we're looking at um, some basketball t- uh, defensive and attacking strategies, looking at the fast break and some um, man-to-man defence, looking at a half-court and full-court. Oof. And cons of both. So, aye, that's what we're looking at today in preparation for the, the one-off performances coming up. So, oh, that's, that's the next thing, isn't it, on the horizon? The next um, thing on the horizon. Um, should I ask Jim? He would have been able to give you some in-depth tips on that. Mm-hmm. basketball. Uh, exactly, I should have actually missed a trick there, but I think um, off the back of tonight's episode, but I think the importance of people's voice, it's something that we don't do enough of at our school, and I think it could make our um, participation rates in PE a lot stronger, and obviously increase the numbers attending extracurricular clubs and that as well. Yeah. I don't think like that's there's no harm in doing that. I think that's such a, a simple strategy, um, a way to show that you care as well about their time and your subject. And obviously to try and make it as inclusive as possible because um, I think that can be one of the, the main challenges is you're battling against loads of other things. Um, so it's just trying to get those... Yeah, uh, get it back to the top of your agenda. Get the engagement there. It's the engagement, I think, for me. That's, that's I think we in as well. It's, it's how it helps everything else. Into how it feeds everything else. I know you'd mentioned mm-hmm. this before, chatting earlier on, Lewis, about how um, behaviours are affected by it as well in class. Yeah. The kind of practical side of things are helped by the fact that they have this sense of belonging, this sense of wanting to be there buying into something. As I said to you guys earlier, you know, I don't think I ever had to, to discipline a kid or speak to a kid during an extracurricular club because they're opting to be there, they want to be there. Yeah. And feed into, you know, regular school time as well. Mm-hmm. Even even today, Matthew, we're walking out, and there's a couple of third-year boys that come to the football club on a Thursday. Yeah. They're like, when's, when's football on again? Just yeah. randomly on a Monday, like it's three days away. And they're, and they're so invested in it, aren't they? They're like, buzzing for it. that to come in. It's probably their highlight of the week, mm-hmm. to, be honest, to be honest with you. Do you remember yeah. back uh, school reflecting back it's those kind of events those kind of moments sometimes those clubs that you think you, your brain goes back to you know I'm sure you've had the S2 girls come to you Clark a few times asking when the date of that, the next tournament is you know they're desperate to go there because it's something that's massive for them I think we've got a view that their young ladies have had a lot of chances to do stuff like this especially I know so it's a big thing for them I know sometimes it's huge what were you saying that's called Clark an episodic memory was it when there's a feeling yeah, attached what, to it that's what Kate Jones says you don't forget them um, yeah, so there we go then. That, and Mr. Gallagher's big on obviously life's all about moments, so we need we need to capitalise on these moments and yeah. and really uh, make sure that sees sees the moment. Yeah, that's probably a good a good a good uh, first episode of the the, the the PE the perspective mm-hmm. from, from Jim Smart and obviously having Matthew on tonight. It's been added a, a different spin on it. And it's been great. So no, I, thank you, for, thank you, very much, boys. You know, I, I enjoy your company at any time. So any extra time I get to spend with you is always a wee bonus. Never a chore, is it? No, no, but hopefully, hopefully 700 listeners I speak will, will um, have enjoyed the chat. <laughs> I think just one, one final thing to finish up on is obviously doing these episodes with uh, getting different perspectives on it. Like you, you will get people that will come on and they'll 
they'll have their opinions, whether you agree with it or not. It's fine to, to come on and have those conversations. And it's just when you're listening, just take what you want from it. It's not to say it's right or it's wrong. It's just someone's opinion on their experiences over the years. Um, and I don't know if you heard about it this morning. There was a thing on, on the radio when I was driving to work about Spotify. And it was one of Joe Rogan's podcasts. And um, he had a couple of episodes on. I know it's a bit off topic, but they were talking about like, it was as if it was spreading misinformation about um, COVID and the vaccines and all that sort of stuff. But it's li- it literally wasn't. He's was, he just had these two people on just to give another opinion on it. Because mm-hmm. he did have people on from both sides, and I think that's important. It's not to get to get too caught up in someone's opinion. You can agree with it or disagree with it, and it's just good to take, I, it's take just good to from take, it. take different perspectives on board, and then see which mm-hmm. one fits for your context as well, and Absolutely. what you believe in. I will, we all go teaching different schools, all the different, uh, as you say, contexts, different things around us. And I suppose for us, it's about picking out what, what works for us and what sounds mm-hmm. good. For us. And Matthew, I think the main thing is, is we just keep it fresh. You know what I mean? So. Well, that's what it's saying. It's keeping it fresh for us. <laughs> I can always say. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> right, that will do us for tonight, then, guys. I think. Brilliant. Right. See you later. Thanks again for joining us in this week's episode of the podcast. We hope you've been able to take something away that you can implement into your practice or life. If you regularly listen to the podcast, then why not leave us a review to let us know how we're doing and where we can perhaps improve. That way we can take action and further develop the Obo podcast. Until next time, we hope you have a fantastic week. Take care.